Jags fall in their home opener against the Chiefs and the offense struggled to get anything going yesterday. Is this a one-off or is there some serious concerns they need to address? Not necessarily serious, but concerns, and they can fix them. Uh, both. I think it's a one-off. It's only a one-off if they can fix these issues, uh, which are detail issues. Welcome to Jags AM here in the Hyundai Studios, presented by Car Shield here today. And I don't know if any of us expected exactly what we saw on Sunday. I wouldn't be, have been surprised if the Chiefs won the game, but the way that they won and the way both teams played, it was a little anemic. We, we talked about thinking we were going to see a shootout in that home opener. And unfortunately, we saw like a defensive battle and then just, just some weird football. Yeah, you know, if, if I had regret uh, for the loss uh, yesterday. It wouldn't be for the fact that they lost to the Chiefs. I mean, that's the Super Bowl champions. It's tough to beat them, and we all knew that. It would be that the offense didn't appear ready to play um, on a day that they took center stage. I mean, the personality of this team is Trevor Lawrence and the offense, and we expect more from them based on what we've seen, and they didn't deliver or they weren't prepared. Hard to say, um, except that they better get it fixed quick. Yeah. It felt more to me like not delivering than not preparing. And uh, it, it, it's the old thing. The NFL, it, it, Evan Ingram said it, every inch counts. Yeah. How many plays did they have where the ball was touching Jaguars' hands and there were feet around the end zone yeah. and it didn't happen? If those go in, we're not, nobody's quite as concerned. But it was oddly clunky for a team that you expected more out of. Let me clarify. I, I, they didn't say that they weren't prepared, right? That they didn't prepare. There's something that was off, and I'm going to go into this in my in my hot take. It, preparing is more than just time on the practice field. There's a mental side of this game that you have to be prepared for as well. That was the part that looked off to me. And I think we all were there post-game. A lot of what we heard was execution, right? And not necessarily the game plan wasn't there. That they didn't execute. They didn't do what they needed to do. Right. So let's go through some of our big things. Big thing one is field goals. You're not going to beat the Chiefs if you go for field goals. And that's exactly what happened. The Jags didn't find the end zone at all on Sunday against the Chiefs. And that's got to be a concern for this team. A lot of opportunities is, you know, is disjointed as some of the things kind of were throughout the game. It was just a sloppy game, I think, all over the place, but we had our opportunities. We were in the red zone four times and came away with nine points. And that's, you know, can't do that. You're not going to beat good teams when you do that. So we got to be better. John, you just mentioned it. There was at least three or four touchdowns that would have been if the feet were in, right? Sure. Um, and just the frustration there that comes with that when you see that. Is it just... Is that the mental aspect that they didn't quite have, or is it just... Oh, I think it's just being a hair off and having to go against you. Now, now yep. I will say this. In this league, when you bring it down to that, then you haven't done something else right. And, right. you know, I guess I'm thinking of last week when uh, the Zay Jones play was celebrated as an amazing catch, and it was. It was really close to being one of those plays we saw yesterday, mm -hmm. but, you know, you react and you frame it. it if it's a score, everybody's happy. If it's not, everybody's an idiot. Mm -hmm. So I think there is an element of that. You had the Christian Kirk play, which was like one little clip of the, of the foot, almost a touchdown. If some of those go, we're not talking about this. Mm -hmm. But, Brian, in this league, if they don't go, it, they don't go and you got to talk about it. No, and, it, and it, 
it, it, it spirals. I mean, yeah. it, it, yesterday you could you could feel the frustration through your television screen and, yeah. or, or, or sitting in the stands that they just weren't getting there. Mm -hmm. And we have seen those plays come to fruition over the course of, you know, the, the end run last year. They made all those plays. So when they got to the red zone yesterday, it's like, all right, you know, they've got the ball at the 17-yard line after the muff punt. Well, Trevor's going to score here because they did last week against the Colts where they scored three touchdowns in three red zone trips. And they did last year as they made that run. We all had the sense that this offense had taken a step, that they were ready now to be that, you know, that, that unit that, uh, killer instinct is a word, right? Sure. We got a chance. It's Kansas City. We can't score a field goal, and they just couldn't get it done. Now you lose by inches, you win by inches in this league, and that's where they've got to go back. And John mentioned detail off the top of the show. That's where the detail on the practice field comes in, so that next week when you're in that situation, you drop that foot, right? Mm -hmm. you, you cut your route off a half a yard shorter, so that you're in a position. Quarterback can get the ball there, right? It's a game of moments. Yeah. Doug Certainly. talked about it all last week, how Kansas City gets better as the game goes on. Mm. The Chiefs had two point-blank opportunities, touchdown, touchdown, around the half. Yep. The Jaguars, in their moments, kick field goals. Mahomes, the MVP, Trevor, the young quarterback, seemed like that was the difference. That leads into our big thing, too, which is takeaways. The defense played about as good as they can play. They held the Chiefs to 17 points. They created turnovers, forcing fumbles, interceptions, and that has to be the highlight from yesterday. Defense played well. I mean, defense kept us in this football game, created the takeaways you mentioned. And as I said, it's just execution. We've got to do better. As much as you can ask for from them, we went in talking about the offense. We've been talking about them for months, but the defense has been coming out big in these first two games. Look, if you hold Patrick Mahomes to 17 points, 12 points below their season average last year, and you force three first-half turnovers. I would have said we won the game. 100%. There would be, have been no doubt in anyone's mind. John, the narrative around this defense was, hold on. They're going to play with some leads this year, and we'll see them be able to rush the passer, create mm -hmm. some turnovers. Well, in the first two games, they've rushed the passer, created turnovers without a lead. So how good is this defense? It's they, pretty good. I think it is, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that it's great. Well, it's not the Jets. It's not the Cowboys. But, right, or because the they don't have that, like, just go lock down Chris Jones. Yeah, passage. they don't have that guy. Uh, but I thought they, the way you have to rush Mahomes, I thought they did okay with that. Yeah. He, he never felt completely comfortable. He, he made plays. He's a Rushmore quarterback. You know, he, he's going to make plays. Uh, I, I thought the turning point, whatever, three takeaways, second quarter, I think they got three points off of it. Yeah, that's it. Right. Uh, and then you get the takeaway and the huge momentum shift, leading 3 nothing. Kelsey and the fumble give you the ball in the 37. You give it right back. Yeah. I, you know, Doug didn't really talk about that specifically, but you talk about a moment yeah. where you had a chance to, yeah. and then it... Look, in this league, <laughs> could you do that again? Yeah. In this league, if you get to the red zone and you come away with no points, you're losing, yeah. right? And they did that twice yesterday. It was frustrating for sure. Our final big thing is going to be don't panic. We touched about it, touched on it off the top of the show. There's nothing embarrassing about losing to the Chiefs. Certainly the way they lost, not great, but this is still a very good football team. Doug Peterson thinks so as well. Those guys are ticked off in there. You know, they're mad, and, and they know it. And... Um, but it's so early in this season that one game's not going to define who we are and it's not going to define our season. 
Right, I think it's a little extra frustrating because you're like, it was right there. Like, the Chiefs weren't playing great. This is the best roster they've had here in a, in a minute. And then it just, you couldn't get it together. Well, so I asked that question yep. of him in the news conference today because that's where the good coaches, and you, you are often fond of talking about how this league is always about coaching. This, oh, is, where, no doubt. this is where the good coaches or the yeah. great coaches take the moment and they use it to redefine the week. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to hear from Doug. How are you going to do this? And the first thought was, the best thought was, I'm going to take their anger and I'm going to refine it into focus. And I thought that his answer was outstanding. I, um, I have very little worry that they'll be ready to play this week based on Doug's answer in that postgame. Yeah, it's, you know, I hate to use the cliches because the fans hear from coaches. They don't want it from us. It is, it, it is a long season. There are always going to be ups and downs. Um, if there was a positive... Uh, some fans felt differently, uh, but last year when they played the Chiefs, I never really felt like they were on even footing. I, it, you felt like if, 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 if the Chiefs just made, you know, that it was going to take a Herculean effort from the Jaguars yeah. to win. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I, I thought the Jaguars were just as good and they just gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, you know, does that matter on the scoreboard? No. Does it matter of where, if the, I don't think they're as far away from being that team as I felt like they were at the end of last season. It's just disappointing to them that they didn't show it. I, people are gonna, they're gonna turn their eyebrows up at this, but I don't think their roster is that much better. I mean, they have three players that you have to account for. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. But other than that, it's a bunch of good football players who take advantage of the opportunities that those three great football players give them. What the Jaguars need to be able to do is take advantage of more opportunities that their team gets, and they didn't yesterday. But John's right. The Jaguars were closer to the Chiefs than they have been at any point since Patrick Mahomes has been there. And certainly it might be more frustrating immediately, but if you know that if you execute your game plan, you can compete, it's not like you're just getting completely outworked out there. They have the talent and they have the ability. Well, everyone's mad this morning because they saw the opportunities that were there. Absolutely. Not because they couldn't line up and play. I know. All right, coming up, we're going to go over some of the game-changing moments, if you will say the highlights a little bit, but also some of the lowlights and what they need to work on coming up after the break. Move the freight, move the freight. Magellan Transport voted the coolest office space in Jacksonville. You can apply online at www.magellanlogistics.com. We got to be better. We got to help them out. I mean, they were on the field a lot today. We had a lot of bad possessions where we put them, they'd get a turnover, we put them right back on the field. And really just their back was against the wall the whole day. And, you know, they played great, you know, and uh, we got to play better. We got to help them. You know, that was just just bad by us. Welcome back to Jags AM. Um, that's about as frustrated as, a Trevor, as Trevor gets um, post game yesterday, which is good because he's even keeled. But you can tell there was just, just halfway through that game, they were so mad at themselves. He knows they missed an opportunity to come out and show who they were. They have a lot of confidence in themselves on the offensive side of the ball. And yesterday, and I'll go into this more in my hot take, yesterday it was, you know, they were just misfiring, like an engine with the spark plugs that need to be replaced. It just didn't happen. Let's go over some of the highlights from yesterday, or at least defining moments for us. Um, off the off the gate, we thought, you know, they're creating turnovers, forcing turnovers. That muffed punt was huge for them to come up. We've been, you know, giving special teams credit. It was Agnew in the first game, but here they're able to, you know, capitalize on that home field advantage. I think he lost it in the sun there. 
and then get it, was it the 17 yard line they get the ball at and just not be able to convert after that it was so frustrating. I mean, you talk about special teams. Look at Tim Jones, who we had talked about being an exceptional special teams player, right place, right time. John, at that moment, I thought the ball bounces your way against Kansas City very few times. You better take advantage of it. Yeah, well, actually this team has had the ball bounce its way against Kansas City a lot. Last year they had, I think, three first half turnovers. Didn't take advantage of them. Uh, when they didn't touch down this, uh, you felt like opportunity, you know, it's the same theme, I'm almost tired of saying it already. Yeah. Opportunity missed here for big momentum. You know, you had a chance to stick a knife in him, you sort of just hit him over the head with a little hat. Took some of the wind out of the stadium too, because yeah. everybody's jacked up at that point, and it was just kind of like, oh. so um, after that, we saw some forced turnovers. We talked a lot about the defense. Those were certainly highlights yesterday, and one of them was um, the forced fumble and, and just what they were able to do in terms of giving extra chances to the offense. As we talked about, that's what we wanted to see from the defense, and we did see that, but then it wasn't converted into points. Right. You settle for the field goal, and you just you feel like, all right, here we go. Uh, what a play by Darius Williams here to get there and knock the ball out, and Watson's going to the ground. Yep. And he reaches in and pulls that. That's not accidental. That's not lucky. That was a move. Watch him just, there you Boom. go, right? I mean, that's what a great play. And John, I mean, even though you're only up 3 nothing at this point, you're like, all right, here we go. Oh, you're at 37. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's not put them away time because you don't put the Chiefs away. But what it was is it was a chance to all of a sudden tilt the game in a way that the Chiefs had the game tilted twice last year, yeah. where you're playing uphill the whole game. Now you get a little uh, a bit of a chance to rush. You maybe get that one more turnover that does put them away. When you miss that and you're playing on even footing, play calls are different, energy's different. Uh, two major missed opportunities. You get two turnovers or, or three turnovers in the second quarter. Two are in their – it gives you the ball in their territory. Yeah. The Cisco felt more like a punt. Yeah. Right. Big play, not knocking it, but it, it didn't give you huge momentum. The two inside the 50, a stat for you guys. I'm not usually a big stat guy. Five trips inside the 50 in the first half, six points. Yeah. Last year, five trips inside the 50 in the first half in KC, seven points. Missed opportunities. I think one of the things here, this is Cisco's interception on that play. Not only that, Josh Allen is all up in Mahomes' grill on that throw. And we saw him flying all over the field. I know he was out for a little bit with a shoulder in the, in the second half there. but this Well, this play was so big, Kai, because... Yes. You just, you were waiting for Patrick Mahomes to make a play down the field, right? Mm -hmm. And he was going after Watson. I mean, that was the only guy he had a lot of confidence in. And you felt like, all right, we got you again. Maybe we're up to this. Maybe the defense today is up to the challenge. And, and they were. You weren't going to stop them every time, right? The last of the first and the, and the first of the second, uh, you didn't get them. But here it just felt like, hey, man, we got answers. Even though we haven't got points yet, we've got answers. We're going to keep coming. And you have to imagine the defense was talking this week about you're going to win the game if you can take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, and that's what they did. They're creating these turnovers, taking possessions away, and then all of a sudden it's three and out or just quick outs for the offense, and they're getting the ball right back. So uh, they eventually got on the board. A lot of field goals, missed opportunities. Uh, saw scoreless first quarter, but then Mahomes to Sky Moore was the first touchdown we saw in the game, and that kind of you know they were in it after that as well i don't want to say it completely took them out of it but anytime the chiefs get going you're always kind of like oh is that going to be the first of the many things yeah. that come it is but the jaguars if they're going to win these kind of games right you got to score 27 oh I, I and, and so i thought they did a great job 
after the first touchdown, they went down and got three, which kept them in the game even when the Chiefs had their little spurt. So again, they hadn't played perfectly, but they had that opportunity only down. It was never a two-score game. No. You just, they never took, you know, I'm going to say opportunities again. And you couldn't I'm going to try not to say it the rest of the show, Brian. No <laughs> well, more saying that's what it is. That's the theme yeah. today. Certainly. Um, Brian, I know you were talking about just kind of the anemic offense as a whole, but Kansas City saying the same thing, right? Like oh, yeah. Both of these teams, if this was a 31-28 game, yes, we'd be frustrated, but that's understandable. But that would be what we expected. For them to come out and lay, both of them kind of lay an egg on offense right. is weird. Okay. A couple things stood out, and so I went and found some of my buddies in the Kansas City media, and they're talking about two things. One, how well their defense played. And, and we know Steve Spagnuolo is an excellent coach, and they were well-schooled. They knew what to expect. So credit to them, and we're, of course, talking about the job that Mike Caldwell and his staff did with, with the Jags defense. We're talking about an offense that couldn't score nine points. What's the matter? And in Kansas City, they're going 17 points. We only got 17 points? Are the Jaguars that good or is it us? Right. So in week two, as, as you're trying to figure things out, and they are too, right? Kelsey's clearly not Travis Kelsey right now. And Juwan Taylor is not a $20 million tackle. Uh, they, they've got questions. They're one and one. The Jaguars are one and one. Doug Peterson said yesterday, don't panic. We're still in a good spot. We're one and one. We lost to the Super Bowl chance. We know we can play better. The people in Kansas City are saying, we're one and one. We turned it over three times. We only scored 17 points. It doesn't look like Kelsey's himself, but we got Patrick Mahomes. We can get better. I thought Doug's presser showed both sides, meaning really frustrated with the short term. I, I don't want to say furious, but he was a little more clipped in his answers than usual. Uh, and then when the media sort of fed off of that and was asking some, some sky is falling questions, he sort of shook out of it and was like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm frustrated, but it's week two. Yeah, right. So, again, uh, if there's been one thing in 18 months being around Doug that you notice, it's the stunningly good perception and perspective that he has on, 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 on where they're at and what this team needs. Okay, hold that thought because my hot take is about Doug at a press conference and the perception. So just – Stay with that because I is think that a tease? we love a tease. It is a tease. Yeah. All right, everybody stay with us. We've got hot takes coming up after the break and we'll look ahead a little bit to week three. Sign up your furry friend for the Jaguars official four-legged fan club for pets by presented by Forever Vets Animal Hospital. Your pet will receive access to exclusive merchandise, events, and sweepstakes throughout the 2023 season. You can visit jaguars.com slash promotions slash four-legged fan club to sign up today. We also want to take a moment now to thank JEA's frontline teams for the critical services they provide to this community. Today, we'd like to recognize JEA's frontline team of the game winners and give a special shout out to JEA's line workers and entire electric team. Thank you to them. All right, we're back in it now. We're going to do hot takes today. So, Brian, you uh, yeah. had a little look ahead at what your hot take was, but what's your hot take for this? Well, week? so I, I, I said wound too tight because I couldn't, I couldn't put another um, phrase to it. But here's what I know. You mentioned Doug and being around him for 18 months and how you, you kind of know what to expect from him when he comes into a news conference. Mm -hmm. He's an affable, energetic guy. Last Wednesday, he was not. Last Wednesday, he walked in. He was noticeably lower energy and noticeably, to me at least, he, he just kind of you know, under, undersold it, soft-spoken. I thought that's it's odd. Something's off and it stuck with me all week. And then yesterday, I'm watching Trevor and Trevor's missing throws 
that he normally makes. And, and the television camera was showing a tight shot on him. And he had this sort of weird look on his face. And it just, there was something off about this team. I don't know whether they were wound too tight. I don't know whether they, the pressure uh, or the, the stage or their, I don't know what it was, but this team was entirely off on the offensive side of the ball. And, and John, we talked last week about the coach and the quarterback, right? I mean, Paul Brown and Otto Graham all the way through Brady and Belichick. And, and they just both felt off to me, and I don't know why. And it's very nebulous. I can't pin it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so people can you know, disagree with it. But go back and watch his news conference from last Wednesday, and you'll see that he wasn't himself. And this team has to get back to being themselves this week. Doug has to come into his press conference and be that energetic guy, right? Because the team feeds off of that stuff. And I'm not blaming Doug, but you, you get what I mean. Something just wasn't right. They got to get back to themselves. Doug talked about that too this week, which was interesting because he talked about one of the things he learned from Andy Reid is that he needs to be himself. He needs to go out and coach and be himself, not try to be anybody else. So interesting that you point that yeah. out, that Doug really wasn't acting like what we know to be his normal self. Not in the limited week. time we've been with him. So Interesting. John, what's your uh, hot um, take this week? It... it it again plays off something Doug said last week, and it, it was mainly about moments. And there was a, there was a moment last week where he talked about how good the Chiefs are in the big situations, and it was going to come down to uh, not who won the fourth quarter, but big fourth quarter moments. So you know, this was about the team that blinked, and the Jaguars blinked. They had their moments in the in the second half, even down six. I mean, even down eight. You drive. You're on your first and goal in the one. Uh, you know, I, I honestly on that play, uh, the first and goal from the one with ETN. I don't know if Trevor made that decision himself. I, it, it seemed that maybe from looking up that he pulled the ball out of ETN's uh, gut. I don't know that, uh, but it as what struck me. I don't know if there's a play call or what. Uh, but those moments where it just didn't happen, huge, huge big play moments. Uh, even at the end, you're eight points. Uh, you have a chance to get back in it, and you're in the red zone. Doesn't quite have. Went to Ridley eight times, two targets. Uh, Running into the pole. In the just end zone. Yeah. those moments. And I guess it's not surprising, Brian. You know, the Chiefs. You don't become the five-time AFC Championship game participant at home. Yeah unless you're great at those moments. And, this, and the Jaguars are still trying to be that team that's better than the Chiefs in those moments. They kind of, this kind of feeds back to where I was. I, I think that this team, to some degree, was what they were trying to win those moments, and they knew what was at stake, right? The chance to get ahead of the Chiefs for home field advantage in the playoffs in Week 2, and they just didn't make the right decisions in the right moments. It's just... You're right, John. That's, this is a team that's got to dial it in. But here's what I would say. It's Monday morning, so every... It, it hurts extra After today. a loss, so everything seems like you're just sort of... Yeah. If your task right now as a franchise is that the last thing you've got to get past is beating the best team in football for five years and a team that's great at these moments, right. if, if that's your last yeah. hurdle... You're in good shape. You say, yeah, I mean, there, there, yeah. there's a lot of teams that want to get there. Right. So it's not necessarily that everything's terrible. It's just that these are the moments we're that we're talking that about this morning. Yeah, for sure. Hey, real quick. It, it, the moment now in front of them is a chance to go 2-0 and in the AFC South. And last year, they were not up to the moment of the Texans. The Texans were not a good team last year. And they weren't up to that moment. I got a feeling they will be this week. 
2-0 in the division, headed to London, really an important moment. Probably more important than last Sunday because the division is the way to the playoffs. And that's where my hot take comes in because it's not a gimme on Sunday, but it is very, very important. And I think a lot of turning the page will be Doug using that frustration, as we mentioned, getting them to focus on this game because it can become a trap game. How many teams have we seen get up really big for one, you know, quote, big game, and then the next week against a so-called lesser opponent, they don't come through. So this will be a big game for them in terms of, yes, solidifying themselves in the AFC South, but also getting some confidence back and getting this team back to where we want to be in the season. One loss is not a big deal. One loss to the Chiefs is not a big deal but playing well consistently is going to be what this team needs to do specifically on offense. Yes, we're happy the defense is playing well, but if you are going to be successful, make a playoff run, it's going to be the offense that gets them there. So they really need to get back on track against Houston. I know they've had a little bit of a bugaboo against them at certain points, right? I guess everybody. Their whole, hey, look, since the Texans came in, they have beaten the Jaguars more than the Jaguars have beaten them. There have been some great players, Andre Johnson, um, uh, J.J. Watt through the years, um, but the Jaguars have never had a good answer for the Texans, and they've got a better roster, and they're ready to now flip the script and start taking over the Texans. It starts on Sunday. Well, the bugaboo was, it was particularly bad for about four or five seasons before last season, but that had nothing to do with the Texans. The Jaguars weren't beating anybody. Well, that's true, but Deshaun Watson, they had players that, that made the Jaguars look bad. All right, stay with us. We'll have a little bit more about what we got coming up this week. We'll see you after the break. Jags fans, if you want customized Jaguars furniture for your home, you can check out ZipChair.com to browse all customizable options. ZipChair is furniture for fans. Yeah, it's definitely really, really frustrating when you leave that much out there, especially being in the red zone, like I said, four times and no points. And you just think back to all those plays. If you score on one of those possessions, game's completely different. You know, if we score on that one, we got the, on the one yard line, we score on that possession, get the two point conversion, it's a tie game. All right, we're moving on. Is this one of those days, John, where you go, you watch the film today, and then on Tuesday, moving forward, it's just we're on to the Texans at that point? Well, by its nature, every week in the NFL has to be that. If it's not, you're in trouble because then you're thinking about the wrong things. Um, But Evan Ingram said after the game yesterday, uh, somebody said, well, is this one where you burn the tape or you study it? No, you study it and figure out what happened. Uh, And I think what they'll see is uh, Christian Kirk, I think, was talking about it. Big plays, more intensity, more focus at the big moment. However you define that, I think they'll see it's like, it's not talent. It's no. just they didn't make plays in these big spots, and they're a team that's supposed to do that. This is, this is a week where you double down on doing what you do. You don't do anything different. You, you don't try to change things up. You just try to do what you do because Doug, if he's done anything in the last 18 months, is establish a framework for this team to work well within. Even when they were losing last year, all those games in a row where they lost in the final two minutes, they kept doing the same thing. Doug kept preaching, do the same thing, and then eventually they broke out of that. So nothing crazy, nothing different this week. Just dial it in. Now, Doug did have one interesting thing to say to Bucky Brooks in the postgame radio. He said, maybe we're putting too much in. Maybe we have too much faith in ourselves at this point, and our game plan is a little too heavy, and we need to streamline it and come back. Maybe we need to take a look at that. So there are some things that the coaching staff will do in order to get the team in a position on the practice field on Wednesday to be able to be their best. 
Certainly an opportunity to turn the page. That uh, game on week three is presented by Renewal by Anderson, a better way to a better window. That's going to be here in week three. So you can check out the team against the Texans for that game. Tickets still available. And we'll preview that matchup later on in this week. And we'll be back with you on Jags AM on Wednesday.